Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad. We're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, for another episode of the Wise Guys Podcast. As you know, with season two, we've been doing a really good job at bringing in new guests and people onto the show. Um, this next person who I'm about to bring on is uh, someone who is very, very um, outstanding. You know, we've been knowing each other for a couple months, and if you remember on episode 16, all right, episode 16 of The Wise Guys, which was Lost and Found, we featured two young brothers by the name of Carl Desir and as well as Vitelli Chapman from my job. And these two young men um, were amazing in terms of talking about uh, youth and as well as masculinity for young boys uh, during that age. And so this next guy who's coming onto the show today, he is outstanding because uh, he actually came up, came aboard, you know, the CPA team, you know, the place where I work at, um, about a month into you know me starting this new venture back in February. And um, you know he fit right in. A lot of people at the job is just saying has been saying that he fits right in and. I'm happy to bring him on board onto the Wise Guys podcast today. And uh, I feel really bad because, uh, you know, this young man has been waiting patiently. He's been at my place for about like an hour trying to, you know, get this podcast started. And I was having a lot of technical difficulties. I really didn't want him to think I was a bum because this normally doesn't happen to me. But my mic has been messing up. And I'm actually telling you this right now, bro. Um, also, in addition to like my mic messing up, another problem that I was having was I lost all my notes for this episode, but so we're just gonna have to just go off the top of our head. But I do know what the topic of the episode is in itself, so we should be fine. So I know I've been ranting for a while, so without further ado, please welcome my boy. He's from New York City, the gritty New York City, just like myself, Larry Bowers. Larry, welcome on to the Wise Guys Podcast, brother. I know you've been supporting us for a while, man. What's going on? Hello, everybody. How you doing? And thanks, Kev. Um, I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, I love what you guys are doing here. And I'm, I'm excited. This is fun. Excellent, bro. Excellent. So, Larry, could you please give the WISE community a 30-second elevated, uh, elevated pitch synopsis about who you are, what you do, and all that jazz? Sure. Um, I pretty much run like a Big Brothers program. Uh, it's called 5TC Athletics. And pretty much it's like a community outreach kind of program. Uh, we just give back to the community. We uh, help the youth out. You know, we use the game of basketball the most, just, you know, tournaments and just drills and just whatever they pretty much need just to keep them off the street and not even think about the street, just to keep them productive and doing something with themselves, you know, yeah. That's excellent, my brother. That is so, so excellent. Um, first and foremost, again, I just want to thank you again for coming on to The Wise Guys. We thank really you. appreciate it. Sorry about that false wise community. I was trying to make sure that my my new headphones were on the um, was on the right levels. Um, we really appreciate it, Larry. And again, we're just really happy <laughs> to have you here. You know, despite all the technical difficulties. Um, so today's episode, wise community, episode thirty-two, is called a boy's redemption. All right, it's called a boy's redemption from school to prison. All right. Uh, so, Larry. So. I know I just saw the look on your face like, oh, okay, all right. So that's where we're going here with this. Um, and the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, you recently moved here from New York City, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what part, if you don't mind me asking you? Uh, Queens. Queens, yes, yes. Shout out to Queens, yo. I'm from Queens as well, yo. Shout out to Queens. That's my, that's my home. 
place, all right, my home place. I was born in Brooklyn, but I was raised in Queens, so, you know, Queens get the money all day. There you go. Yeah, man, so, um, you know, you're, you're coming from Queens, and um, I know, you know, you and your girl recently had a baby, so congrats to you on that. Thank you, brother, thank you. Yes, for my sure, little princess. Sure. So, you know, before we kind of get, you know, we deep dive into the topic of this conversation for today's show, um, redemption, right? The meaning of the word redemption is really, really instrumental. Redemption means a chance, you know, at a new way of life or a chance to, like, redeem yourself and provide yourself with a new opportunity no matter what the circumstances might have been. So if you don't mind me asking you, Larry, since I don't have no notes for today, I don't know where they went, <laughs> but it'll be fine. We'll work through it. Um, do, you, do you consider moving out to Connecticut, you know, with your family, you starting your family, do you consider that to be a moment of redemption for you, leaving New York, everything you knew behind, you know, in your comfort zone, your comfort space to come all the way out here in Connecticut? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I would say yes, because, uh, you know, me having a daughter, uh, I just want the best for her. You know, and my environment that I was living in, you know, I just feel like that wasn't the right place. You know, I would want to raise my child, you know, uh, as any other father, you know, or or mother, you know, you just want the best for your child, you know, education, their environment, you know, their schooling and everything like that. So I figured, you know, just stepping out to a new chapter, you know, fatherhood, um, this is my first one and uh, just moving to a new environment. Uh, should be something you know she should experience we all should experience and I think it would be really dope to take that opportunity so I, I went for it um, you know I, I think it was a great idea and so far so good it is a great idea um, I'm just excited you know just being out here um, like I said it was a new opportunity and I just wanted my daughter to be living in a new environment that's beautiful brother that is so so beautiful and I think any young man who comes from a concrete jungle like New York City, hmm. you know, wants something better for his child, whether that be a boy or a girl. Like, they want to make sure that he or she has the best things for them, that he or, he or she is living in a space where they don't feel as if they have to have, like, you know, um, they don't have to have eyes behind their heads all the time. Like, they don't have to always keep their head on the swivel and be on guard. And so, I say that to say, you know, I think this is the be one of the best moves you obviously could have made, brother, because I've been out here since... August 2017 trying to get a chance to know them as people and all these other things and whatnot, right? Um, so I'm wondering, when it comes to youth, right, do you feel as if, do you feel as if their environment plays into who they become? And the reason why I'm asking you that is because we've been doing a lot of DBT, you know, with our kids. And for those of you who are not aware of DBT, um, within the criminal justice system or within the system of uh, re reforming, um, you know, mass incarcerated youth or people, uh, DBT stands for Dialectical Behavior Therapy. And so, you know, we've been reading about things pertaining to like their childhood, things that they can relate to, whether it be black and black crime, gang violence. Um, I'm wondering, what do you think? Do you think that, you know, you can reach a kid by talking about some of the things that he or she's been through? Uh, yes, I believe so. Especially if, you know, you went through similar things that 
they are experiencing or have experienced um, we are kind of at that age with them where we can actually be that that middleman or that messenger to really tell them you know what's out there and what's going on and we understand what's out there and we understand what's going on and pretty much you know just dealing with the youth the youth is the future you know um, a lot are misguided you know because they don't have that big brother or big sister or even father like figure and um, that's what's great about the job because we, we are here to help and we're getting paid for it you know even though it's even not about the money it's like it's about sending that message to that youth so they can be better individuals you know because they are our future you know you gotta worry about our future too the kids are our future our young kings and queens A lot of the stuff that I find myself doing in DDT, um, I did a lot of this stuff when I used to be a teacher in Hartford Public Schools. Like, you know, talking to the kids, trying to, you know, getting the better, you know, getting a chance to, to know them better and trying to figure out who they are as people and, you know, just working in terms of, like, trying to make sure that everything I'm teaching them is culturally relevant to how they grew up, whether it be hip-hop, whether it be, like, you know, street culture and things of that nature. You know, you want to make sure that if you're trying to reach the youth, that you're reaching them with something that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. They can speak the language. They can understand the language. And they can understand the mannerisms of things that's going, around, going on around the people that are supposed to reflect who they are. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I bring that up is because I'm wondering, when you were in school, um, or maybe, like, let's say, your, your cousins or brothers or whoever, do you feel as if, like, the black kids were targeted for who they were? Like, do you feel as if, like, White teachers targeted them because of their skin color and who they were, who they were as people. Oh yeah, of course. You know, even I went through uh, experiences like that. You know, even when you know things was missing in class. You know, even uh, if a teacher misplaced something in class, you know, she was sometimes you know hate to say it, pick out on you know a, a black student. You know, just asking, you know, have you seen this and this and that? Because this is missing. It's like all these other kids are here. You know, why are you asking me? You know. I went to a school where there is a lot of diversity, so even to experience that, you could ask any other kid, white kid, anybody, you know, just don't single, you know, us out, and it happened multiple times, so I do feel like they are, and also, you know, I guess they come at how, how we dress, you know, and just watch TV and just think they can relate to it, and we're just like that, and I don't even think that's, you know, that's right. Honestly, um, because I know kids, you know, they could dress supposedly like a thug and all that, but then they'll be on the honor roll, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't really judge a book by its cover, you know, and I feel like sadly that that does happen to our people. Do you think that that happening to our people has an effect on them? Because I feel as if, like, they usually say that if a kid hears, oh, you know, you'll never be nothing or you'll never equate to this or you'll never amount to this. You know, like, you usually become that. Do you feel as if, like, words speak power? Words speak life into a kid? Yes, most definitely. Um, if you, Even if you look at today's music, uh, really, really, you know, dive in and listen. You can hear them say, they even refer their teacher. You know, my teacher said I wasn't this and this. I won't be this. You can hear that in the music. So, yeah, it, it is affecting us. You know, it is affecting our youth. You know, and um, as a teacher... You know, you're not even supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be preaching and spending knowledge and positivity. You should never be downgrading anybody, no matter what color of skin they are. Honestly. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, man, there's just so many ways we can go with this. 
so on episode 16 lost and found we talked about we talked about um a lot of stuff about telly carl myself we talked about you know how young boys need a father but how young girls need a father too mm-hmm. you know i'm saying and how important that is mm-hmm. in terms of their development as people and who they are going to become in life later on you know because if not what ends up happening not all the time but sometimes like the cycle repeats itself and mm-hmm. it keeps going and keeps going you know what i'm saying and i remember yesterday at work we were talking about that young kid from brooklyn uh, davion powell you know what i'm saying who, was, mm-hmm. who left brooklyn to go be with his girl in north carolina they had a kid but then the money slowed up after the mom didn't have the um didn't you know just basically she she bailed on them with the rent money so they had to come back to brooklyn and he ended up dying due to gang on gang violence and i also mentioned this on episode 18 with my boy jermaine meadows and uh, my co-host shout out to my co-host mark pruden he's out here today but mark shout out to you bro um it's interesting man like i feel as if like we talked about it yesterday we said that it's more complicated than it actually is. And that's what the girl said herself. She said her, her boyfriend was a good dude. He was a good father. He was trying to get on the right path. But she said it's more complicated than the news or the media makes it seem to be. What do you think about that? Um, I agree with her 110%. Um, a lot of people, you know, based off, you know, just other people's situations and not really knowing the facts or just... You know, social media plays a big role, which sucks, and they just have their thoughts and views off that. Like I said, they're judging a book by its by its cover, but they also are just having their own aura of how this person is, just because of the color of their skin, and they look at other things, and that's not even the case. They don't even know that guy. They don't know what he's been through. They don't know the experience that he experienced. They don't know. I believe in the story he was depressing though. Like yeah, you, you don't know, and he lost a lot, and he did so much too. A lot of people focus on the negative and don't even see the positive um, that people were doing or people have done. That's a fact. So that's a fact, and it's interesting too because you could even say that about our kids that are coming into this program. Like they've been through so much, and it's more complicated than them just like catching a charge or them doing something that you know ends that something that ends up in a situation where they have to go do you know a couple of months or like a year or two and like juvenile detention you know like who knows maybe you know maybe mom was on drugs you know you know god forbid i don't know but yeah, or maybe pops you know wasn't there or you know they just grew up in an environment where it's just like yo you know kill to be killed there's just so many things going on i don't know i think it's just really really interesting when we think about those things and how and how like it plays into who we are as people for example this young man that we're working with now wise community at our job i think this young kid you know i'm not gonna mention him by name but i think this young kid's gonna be phenomenal man oh yes you know what i'm saying like if he can just continue doing what he's doing within the program and then head back home and stay out of trouble i think this kid he wants to play football there's a lot of things he wants to do he's really smart he's a great reader great writer i think there's a lot of things he could end up doing in his future for sure and i feel as if like that's why i called this episode a boy you know boy's redemption because i feel as if Black boys aren't given a second chance. Sometimes hmm. enough. What's your opinion on that? I agree 110. You know, I I agree 110. Yeah, I don't think they are um, given a second chance um, because you don't know what happened with their first chance. Because dude, you know, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, it could be a situation like that. You know, um, and people just you know hit you over the head with that. And if they had a second chance, you know, you just might show them wrong or prove them wrong or you know they might judge you or 
anything honestly just people judging you and just not even give you the opportunity to really see the true you know your true self you know um it it affects you know the kid it, it, it affects you know this situation and if they just got a second chance you know just to prove them wrong and they wasn't judged you know I think you know they they will overcome and, and really you know show the world you know who they truly are I agree with you 100% uh, it's interesting I, I it's interesting when I think about it um I feel as if like a lot of people such as ourselves when we move into a new space we want to keep that positive energy flowing. Mm-hmm. We want to keep that positive energy flowing. We want to first and foremost, first and foremost, we want to find it, and then after we find it, we want to keep it flowing to the point where, as much as it flows, it evolves or grows to the point where, if people aren't, you know, people who you knew prior to that weren't ascending with you, that by the time you get up there, it's like, I right, if you haven't gotten up there to, with me, or it's not even about getting up there with me, but if you haven't even at least gotten on the same track, the same mindset that I'm going on, I don't even want to deal with you. Right, mm. and the reason why I bring that up, Larry, I, you know, we're not gonna mention no names here because for season two, guys, I know I got in trouble for season one, just throwing names out there. But I was a rookie; I didn't know what I was doing for season one. <laughs> for season two, I'm, we ain't doing none of that here. We're not throwing out no names. We're not going. No, I'm not. I don't want no beef with nobody this season. <laughs> so that's something I am not doing. But um, the reason why I bring that up to you, Larry, is because I was with you in the parking lot on Friday shooting a video mm-hmm. for my uh, upcoming book, A Flower That Rose. I'm going to, you know, do some shout-outs and as well as promo Flower That Rose, just to let y'all know, sometime down the line of the season, but not yet, because, you know, we're not, we're, not in, we're not in 2021 yet, so that's something more so for 2021 when the book comes out. But we were in the parking lot of mm-hmm. our job, you know, doing, you know, I was, I was asking you to do some promo shots for me for, you know, for my book, and, you know, we were basically going to record a video, which I think came out great, you know, I think yeah, you did a I great job it. recording, and I think I spliced it up beautifully. Yeah, you have me on my directing stuff. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I never yeah, do yeah. that before, but you know, I did a pretty good yes, job. Yes. By the time this episode comes out, it'll already be on my Instagram. So if you see directed by Larry Bowers of Five TC Athletics, that's my boy Larry. All right, that's my boy LB. From that is me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I remember you picked up the phone. Someone had called you, and then you was like, "Hello," and then you was like, "Oh, what's good?" You was like, "I'm at work now. I'll talk to you later." And I was like, "All right, cool." And then I was just like, "Yo, you, you straight?" And then he was like, yo I, yo, I don't even know how they got my number, bro. I was like, man, that's crazy. Um, the reason why I bring that up is not to be funny or anything, but like, when you left New York, when you left New York, Larry, the people who you wanted to continue to be in your life, whether it be your parents, your family, or some other friends, you knew that you were going to hold on to them, right? Mm-hmm. You knew that you were going to keep them a part of you, like mm-hmm. keep, the, keep a part of them with you. And you knew that you were going to continue and move onward as you progressed and you and your girl and your beautiful child moved onward and moved up to Connecticut. Did you not want to be associated with certain people due to like their past or, you know, and they didn't have to be like from the streets or whatnot, but did you want to basically, what I'm asking you is, did you want to cultivate a certain type of energy that you wanted to take with you and leave all the other BS behind? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, I just... You know, everyone has their ups and downs. You know, everyone been through a lot. And um, I just, me having my daughter really made me see the world, you know. And it made me grow up. And, um, you know, moving forward, you know, this new chapter in my life of fatherhood, I just want everything 
to be positive my mind my environment everything to be positive so any negative i just don't want it around me i don't want to deal with it i don't want to touch it like i just want everything around me to be positive you know um you're just as good as the company you keep you know i want my people that are around me positive doing positive things so anything that's negative and you know maybe go back to the negative things that i even was doing you know i just don't want to be part of it no more you know um I don't want my daughter seeing that. I just want everything to be just positive. You know, I want my daughter to live a nice, positive life. Um, I just want everything to be good, smooth, and just, you know, perfect for her, honestly. You know, I just want everything to be perfect for my little angel. I respect that, man. That's beautiful. Because, like, I remember, again, majority of us is a job. We started January 2nd, I would say. And then I think... I don't remember your first day exactly per se, but it might have been like February twenty fifth, twenty fourth. I know it was just before your birthday. Yeah, yeah. It was like three days before my birthday, birthday, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember just meeting. I'm like, oh, this is a positive dude. When they said, you know, because someone came out and told me in in um in one of the conference rooms, like, yo, there's another guy from New York in here. I said, okay, cool. In my head, I was just like, yo, he's probably gonna be arrogant. You know, like one of those hard aggressive mm-hmm. dudes. Mm-hmm. And then when I met you, I was like, oh shoot. I'm like, yo, this dude is totally laid back. You know, he's mm-hmm. opposite. I was like. He kind of remind me of myself a little bit, you know, just real chill, real laid back or not. Because, you know, I feel as if, bro, the, I feel as if, like, the stereotype about New York dudes is that we all aggressive, you know, that we're all loud, we're all, um, what's the word, we're all obnoxious, and, mm-hmm. that, and that we're all, um, not, what, what's the word, not, 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 con- arrogant. That we're arrogant, arrogant, yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just hard. But that's not all of us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I say there's some of us who are quiet, who are shy. I don't think we're shy, but I think we're quiet, we're reserved, we're laid back, and that are confident, such as myself and yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're very confident, and we show that confidence in whatever it is we do, whether it's basketball or whether it's our own businesses, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, and so basically the reason why I bring all that up, man, is because, like, I feel as if like sometimes you have to get away from your environment in order to succeed, which is why I asked you that question. Not saying that you weren't succeeding before because, guys, actually, why well, I mean, I'm going to have this guy give a whole spiel about what he does and how it connects to this conversation. But I feel as if like sometimes, what do you, what do you think, Larry? I feel as if sometimes that crab in the barrel mentality is real. You know, mm. you're trying to get out, you're trying to evolve, and people just trying to like keep you back in. And in regards to that young boy, you know, God rest his soul, Davion, who we were talking about yesterday. It seems as if even with him, I think you, myself, and the youth at our job, we were talking about it, that you can get out of that situation, but it's got to be years for you to get out of that gang violence or the connection to the to the gang, whatever, whatnot. Like, you can't just think you're going to leave for like four or five, six months, come back, and not be in it. It's just like, it was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's just interesting when I think about stuff like that, because I, I wonder how it affects the development of the person's mind and who they are, what they do. You know, and, and, and as well as how they go about carrying things, um, carrying themselves, and as well as like maneuvering and, and handling things. So I don't know. I think it's really, really interesting. Um, before we go on break, real quick, I really want to ask you: How has how has um, moving outside of a big, in, you know, out of the inner city, and as well as a, a big metropolitan city such as New York, how has that changed you over the past five months that you've been here in Connecticut? Uh, well, first is, you know, we come from the city that never sleeps. Absolutely. Um, moving out here, the quiet, the peaceful, it's just, it gives you, you know, you could think, you know, it's, you could you don't have to move 
quick with everyone you know it's everything moving fast pace fast pace more slow pace here where you could just think things through and you know got a peace of mind you know and um that's one thing i really like you know out here and just unlike new york you know it's it's more friendly believe it or not you know i, I like that you know what i'm saying you don't even have to put on that that you know type of energy and you know, got people like looking at you and just staring at you, stuff like that. It's, it's a lot of friendly, you know, good brothers out here. You know, um, I will say those are some things, you know, that I like about being out here. Um, no, I, I agree with you, bro. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I'm with you. I remember my sister came to visit me up here, I want to say like a year ago, back in June. And when she came, her, her boyfriend, me, and um, my girl Danielle, we, w- we went, um, I think we went to the movies that, no, we went to a comedy show. Actually, Marlon Wayans was up here last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we went to go check him out, and uh, it was good. It was real, real funny. He was hilarious. We had a great time. And then when we, were, when we were coming back, actually, I was trying to, you know, park in front of my, 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 my crib for a minute, and, like, I think it was just, like, it was too tight. Like, it was just too tight for me to back up in, and I sh- honestly should have went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I guess it was doable. Because on the oncoming set of traffic, look, I'm this way, but the oncoming set of traffic the other way, this white guy was coming onto the block. And he literally stopped in the middle of the street while I was trying to, you know, parallel park. And I thought he was going to say, hey, like, that's my parking spot or blah, blah, blah. But he literally rolled down his window and he was like, no, I, I, I'm okay. Like, I have some time. I'm going to help you guys parallel park. We were like, what? And, like, he literally stood there and he was like, all right, turn wow. your wheels, do this, do that. And then as soon as I turned it and I did what I needed to do, he's like, all right. We're like, oh, thank you, man. He was like, all right, no problem, anytime. And I was like, we all looked at each other, me, my sister, her boyfriend, and as well as Danielle. We were like, that would never happen in New York. <laughs> People don't even care about what you're doing. Whether you can parallel park right. or not, like, too bad for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just thought it was really, really interesting. But check it out, Wise Community. My boy Larry going to be here for another half hour or so. So when we come back. When we come back in a moment, I'm actually going to have Larry talk about 5TC Athletics and what he's doing out here in the community with the youth in regards to basketball and, you know, making sure that they stay out of trouble and, you know, avoid the school-to-prison pipeline, all right? So you're tuning into the Wise Guys, and we'll be right back. Do you enjoy good literature? What about film? And how about that audio? Well, if that's the case, be sure to visit us online at www.floweredconcrete.net, where we're a media-based company that focuses on the stories and narratives of marginalized people. And be sure to follow us on social media, on any socials, at Flowered Concrete. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Welcome back to the Wise Guys, all right? The Wise Guys podcast. Oh man, again, I'm here with my boy LB, Larry Dowers, alright, from CPA and also from New York. Um, and some of the kids, uh, they've already been calling him James Harden. <laughs> just like James. Play like him too. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lefty and all. So, um, LB, I want to segue this conversation about a boy's redemption to um, what you do personally, you know, on your own time outside of work. If that's okay, um, you know, just talking to me about it. Um, in regards to 5TC Athletics. First and foremost, before I move on to the main question, I just want to ask you, because I don't think I ever knew, what does 5TC Athletics stand for? Because I'm like, what does the TC stand for? Um, well, it first started out as, you know, 5 the club. Mm-hmm. And it was just like five different ways, you know, you know that we were going to help out the community. Mm-hmm. And um, 
either the club or the crew. You know, I had a it was a it was like five of us, you know, and uh we all decided, you know, that we're just gonna like give back to our community and help our community out, you know, because it was going through a lot. You know, we felt like you know our community was separating and it was just a lot going on. So we was thinking of ways and of trying to you know bridge that gap and bringing everyone back together. You know, so that's how 5TC honestly originally started out because I was a program director for a community center and um, I ran the after school program. Oh, wow. So that's how it really honestly all started when I was just, you know, interacting with the kids and they would love coming to my program. I started off, you know, the program that they originally had before I was working there, before they asked for my help, you know, they was only having like five, seven people. You know, once the kids heard it was me and what I was doing with them and, you know, I could relate to them and I could have fun with them and all that, it, it gained to about having about like 25 to like 35 kids. Wow. So it was it was getting big. And then, you know, a lot of them love sports. So I was playing flag football, basketball, you know, anything, you know, they wanted to talk to me about girls. I had waves crazy. They was like, yo, how you how you get the waves, you know? I was telling them what brush to use, what type of do-rag, you know? Oh, stuff like that. Told them how to talk to the girls. It was stuff like that, man. And I, and I really loved it. And, um, you know, it didn't seem like a job to me, you know? It was just something I was so happy to do, you know, throughout my day. You know, that was my productive thing to do throughout the day. And it was, like, perfect. It was fun. Larry, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, like um, telling me this, um, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, you know, because we're talking about a boy's redemption, right? And again, the word redemption just means getting another opportunity at life and whatnot. And as we talked about before, we, we feel as if, like, in this current day and age in society, and it's been going on forever, that young black males don't get a chance at life. Like, they don't get another chance. You know what I'm saying? They don't. It's like they usually they mess up once, they're mm-hmm. out of there. You know, they act up in school, they're suspended. You know, it's like, it's almost as if, like, young black boys become, not only say become, but young black boys basically been canceled before cancel culture actually came into existence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel as if that, like, that's something that's real. Um, how does your company, um, your, your organization and your company, you know, basically your baby, you know, and 5TC Athletics, how does 5TC Athletics Go, how does it go about playing the part in giving young boys a chance at redemption and as well as young men and as well as bridging the gap between the young boys and the young men through sports because oftentimes the young men feel as if they aren't guided you know as best as they can because their dads might not be around in their lives and the OGs that's given them gang, game are the OGs who's like you know went down the wrong path and are giving them negative advice and, and whatnot. So what do you think, if you don't mind me asking you, like, how do you feel as if 5TC Athletics is playing the part in bridging the gap between young men and as well as older men and making sure that, you know, we're rebuilding the, the wealth and as well as the strength in the black community? Um, well, first, uh, when we start off, we do like a, uh, we use, I'm going to start off with just the basketball because that's what we mainly do, right? Um, we're not an AAU. You know, we don't have tryouts. Everyone that wants to play is going to play. That's that's first and foremost. And we make sure that every kid feels wanted and knows that they are wanted on every team that they're on. I also handpick the coaches. And these are... 
people in the community that are on the same page as me to make sure these brothers, these young brothers are getting that message, you know, that we're giving them that knowledge, that positivity, let them know they are kings, let them know, you know, who they are, you know, not make not, no downgrading, no nothing, you know, even though we use the game of basketball, we're teaching them more than just the game of basketball, right, that's you know, um, not only we, we do teamwork, you know, I make sure like, for instance, uh, we do player cards. You know, like after they get drafted to the team, you know, I make sure every player get a player card. So now, not only they have the team that they're on, they now get a player card that they could take home, like a little player card book. You know, like a like a card, it's saying what 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 number they are, what team that they're on. You know, I, I take pictures and all that, so they really feel like they drafted on a special team, like, That's fresh, and though. they love that. I love that. You know, and. I make sure everyone is in the highlights. I do highlights as well. So um, during games and all that, I video and all that, and I, I just give perfect highlights. I have a commentator that gets everybody involved. I make sure everyone's playing. There's People are barely on the bench. We subbing in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, I just make them feel welcome, and, and they love it. You know, Rather than being on like the middle school team or they didn't make the team, You know, I even want those kids that didn't make the team, that loved the game of basketball, but then they got rejected or didn't make the tryouts. You know what I'm saying? I like to grab those, you know, and, and let them know, don't worry about that then. You know what I'm saying? You come come to my program, and you're still going to be nice. You're still, you're still going to have that respect. You're still going to have a jersey. You're going to feel like what it is to be on a team that wants you, and, and they love that. You know, and, and that's that makes that what makes you know the program so dope. And 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 parents thank me all the time. They they love when I do that. Right. You know, and I do trophies, and highlights, jerseys, all that. Even I even get real creative because I have a um my business I have an apparel, so I make my own jerseys. You know, I can even put their last name on there. Um, if their parents come with their kids, I got you know kids apparel where they can have their children's you know or their brother's name or number on it and they wear a sweater and all that you know repping their children and all that if they want to um have banners you know if they want to sit there and take pictures after the game before the game you know to come take a picture you can send it to your family postcards or whatever you know i just get everybody involved and not only i bridge the gaps i do that with the youth and i do that with the with, with the young adults as well um i even the small businesses that's out there, when I'm running these programs and, and hosting them and all that, any small business that wants to expand, I created like a platform, wow. you know, where everyone can show their work. You know what I'm saying? So I have a good social media and I have a good platform where let's say you want to sell food or you even want to have sell your clothes. I get you a table at one of my events that I'm doing and I let you just promote it, you know, because everyone comes to my you know events and I don't just do it in my community. I do it in a bunch of communities and it's successful. So and I and I seen, you know, people in communities who like I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that unless it was free or unless it was this and that. They come to my events. They don't even think like that they just love to see that good vibe good energy um they, they love seeing you know their fellow brother or sister promoting their business and pushing their business at my event and i would never let i would take no i will always let anyone come down and push their business like i'm, I'm never for self like if you want to come and push whatever that you're doing just come to me we, we talk it out and i make sure you're getting your stuff out there and i'm helping you push too we all gonna eat so, you yeah, know, like I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, not only are you eating, but you you you're providing opportunities for the whole community to eat as well, mm -hmm. especially black black businesses too. Of course, mm -hmm. I love it, man. I love it. That's so beautiful. And in regards to um, five teeth, 
five TC athletics and you know the tournaments and you know the different leagues and the games that you all do. Is this only just for the summertime or is this year round? This is year round. Oh wow! So like January to December, y'all y'all y'all, y'all at it, y'all on it. What we are trying to do, we're trying to keep the kids occupied, mm-hmm. doing positive, good things. You know, let's say the basketball season is over, then we do baseball. You know what I'm saying? Then we do flag football. Wow. You know, I even did talent show. You know, just if you you could sing, you could dance. We're going to do something like that. We are a community outreach program where we just want the betterment of the community. You know, we just want to bring everyone together. That's what it's about. Bringing our brothers and sisters together and letting them shine like the like the shining star that they really are. You know, and that's, and I, I this, like you said, this is my baby. This is my other baby, and, and I love it. And I know it's, it's, it's doing great. It's very productive. I want to do it out here. You know, I'm trying to get things going out here. You know yeah, what I mean? we will, man. You know, COVID-19 blows <laughs> you up a bit. But yes, it did. community. I told Larry that, you know, the fact that I got Flower Concrete going on, you know, my uh, publishing slash media-based company, even though that has nothing to do in regards to athletics and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? The fact that we're, we're, we're two young, handsome men, first and foremost, and we both got, you know, these nice black businesses, <laughs> we got to do something. And not only do we have to do something, but... If I know a lot of people out here, which I do, because I've done a lot of flowered concrete related events in the schools since I used to be a teacher, mm-hmm. that if that's the case, then I gotta definitely help my brother out. But again, COVID nineteen kind of slowed us down. But you know, once everything picks back up in August, September, we'll get that popping. You know, we know just the right people to talk to, right? So go. we'll get it started. I also wanted to ask you too, uh, my brother. Um, when it comes to the games, you know. The young, the young kids, you know, th- their league, and as well as the older men, whatever, whatnot. Is there ever an opportunity for both the adult men and as well as the young kids to interact and engage with each other? Like, are the games usually the same days, or like, is like the adult league, like you know, or the games for the adults a different day as compared to the kids? Like, because I'm wondering if, like, you know, if the adults ever, you know, after their game, maybe they'll go to the kids' game and be like, yo, you know, you know, what I'm saying, you know. Um, shake them up a little bit more with your left, you know. You know, use use your use your hop step. You know, what I'm saying jab, euro step, or something like that. Like, I'm I'm just wondering. I'm curious. Everyone that that's that joins any event that I'm doing, you know, they really and fully show their the 110 support because they think that it's it, it's effective. They think that it's dope, and they want to be part of it. And I welcome everyone. So, for instance. Um, I did a father and son tournament on Father's Day uh, about two years back, and sadly there was a bunch of kids who wanted to play but didn't have their fathers in their lives. So the older crowd and the older guys that that, that, that play in my event or that helped me out said, "Yo, I'll be that father so they can have that chance to play in the father son event," yeah. and they appreciated like those kids appreciated a lot. You know, it, it, it was sucked to even have them. It hurt me. To hear a kid come to me like, yo, I want to play, but, like, either the father's incarcerated, the father died, or the father's not around. And, you know, that, that hurt me, you know. But um, as as my program is, a big brother program, you know, that, that that's okay. We got someone for you. Right. All right, we got a big brother for you. I love All right, he got your back. Right. You want to play. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and um, that's one thing. Uh, another thing, you know, let's say if we're doing... Um, as we picking the teams or or even during the games and all that they do come down and show support you know let's say if a, a coach can't make it or something like that I got one of the guys from the older crowd to come down you know yo la, I'll come help you out I'll coach if the other guy can't make it even nine times out of ten the guys that are coaching are from the older program 
anyway um not only that i even have the young adults come and ref and i even give them a couple of dollars you know for refing the game for the for the younger kids that know the game so i make sure everybody you know is involved like i said it's a community event i make sure everybody in the community wants to get down you know so that's how i bridge the gap i make sure everyone gets involved you know doing something positive so everyone can feel like they played a big role or a big impact in creating that change i love it man i really really love it and i think that speaks to the i think that's a testament to you as a person because the the kind of person that i see in you you know just getting to know larry bowers for who he is you're you don't seem to be someone who seems to be about self first you you were from what i've noticed you put others first and you want to see them flourish and succeed mm-hmm. and i think that's something that is beautiful because there's not a lot of men who could do that out here man if you're a man who honestly wants to see other people flourish and succeed whether that be the people on your team your friends your family you know your, your wife your girlfriend your kids whatever whatnot i think that speaks to the testament and the level of confidence that you have as a person as opposed to the insecurities that you might have as a man because okay we all have insecurities which is very true but i feel as if the men that are the most shallow and the most weak and the most insecure are the ones who want everything for self or who want all their spotlight and attention on them because they feel as if they're not strong enough so they want to make it seem as if they have a lot of power when they really don't Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes it does so i feel as if like the man that has the most power is the one that gives the power and distributes the wealth to everybody around him. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think you are a marvelous young brother. Man. I appreciate that. For sure, my Thank brother. Thank you, brother. Um, absolutely. And so, with that being said, I wanted to shift gears a bit. Because as I said, you know, you're, you know, you're recently a you know, newly dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and father life has been something that I'm sure is a, is a, is a learning curve for you. You know, <laughs> you know, and, yes, um, it is. <laughs> and it's, you know, really, really brand new. Um, for guys like us, I mean, wise community, you know, I'm, I'm not a father yet, but just hearing what Larry has to do in terms of a father, in terms of like how he goes about putting his child first and his girl first to make sure they get everything that they need. And honestly, seriously, it, it moves me. I'm beyond impressed because believe it or not, brother, I know we're the same age, but I'm looking up to you. I really am. I appreciate so that. It Thanks. takes a special man to do something like that, you know? And um, so I'm wondering, um, with fatherhood and we talked about it before in the episode with Fatelli and Carl when they were here we talked about with fatherhood how a father is very instrumental or needs to be instrumental in his daughter's life too Mm -hmm. like we need fathers in their son's life but also their daughters and I'm wondering what's your thoughts on that how do you think your position as a father to your daughter how do you think that will play out in terms of her development as she gets older and she becomes a young woman she becomes a teenager and she be eventually becomes an adult who's looking to dad and mom for advice how do you think that plays out and where does that relationship go in terms of its development itself either so basically the, the question that i'm trying to ask you is how do you see is yourself developing as a father or why do you think it's important for you to be there in your daughter's life and to allow that relationship to be organically how do you think it will help her Mm. Um, well first I would like to say uh, When I was younger You know My my thoughts and views Of the female You know were different than what they are now mm-hmm. um, I can honestly say you know I always respect the female But you know Back in the day you know I, I, I like the women right. You know what I'm saying And you know I can honestly sit here to this day and say that I wasn't treating them as I was supposed to, you know, as they needed to be. Because women are the most beautiful creatures in this world. Um, 
they they honestly have a lot to deal with you know um seeing my girlfriend shout out to my girlfriend who's doing a great job great mother um just seeing her you know that those nine months carrying you know my little angel you know it, it shows me how strong you know they really are you know I, honestly i don't think any but the most brothers me in the world probably can't deal with carrying another human being for nine months nice. you know what i'm saying nice. and um you know it just just maturing and, and growing up you know being a father like i don't ever want my child to deal with a man that doesn't know how to treat a, a, a female right i mean yeah a female mm-hmm. um for instance like when my daughter gets older or old enough you know i want to take her out on dates you know give her flowers you know do do all those things that, like how a man's supposed to treat you know a female so she can see that so mm-hmm. as she gets older you know what i'm saying she knows what a man you know supposed to do and, and and how she should be treated because you are a queen our females are, are the queens of the world right. and they should be treated like so like such so I just can't wait for her to get older so I can show her you know how how much I'm going to just treat her and and flourish her with everything that she wants like I'm gonna just spoil her you know um and right now you know I, whatever my girl needs whatever I mean she, she gets because she's she doing a great job she's a great mother you know and um just me being her making me a father just 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 changed me and how I and my thought process of a females and all because that, that that's my little one you know what i'm saying i don't even i can honestly say this i don't even want my little one to experience a younger me wow yeah no that's real you know that's real that's i don't real. even want karma to even to, to affect her yeah. to, to affect her Touch you know her. what i'm saying yeah. so that's real i mean i had to step up and, and, and do my thing and 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 grow up you know what I'm saying and, and one thing One part of me Growing up Was having that Respect for the females right. Like I just have Full respect for the females I agree right, Man that's, No that's real bro That's definitely real And I'm not a father yet But I could only imagine That When you do become a father Especially to a young lady How much that Just changes your whole Wiring of your brain On like how to <laughs> treat women And how to make sure You're not like Leading them on And you know, because you wouldn't want your daughter to go th- through the same thing that you did to the little girls. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, like, no, you know. So you want to make sure that she is treated with the utmost respect. And that not only that she's treated with the utmost respect, but she sees what that respect looks like. Like basically, as you, like you said, like as the dad, you taking her out on these father-daughter dates. You're basically laying out the blueprint to her, like, yo, this is how a man should treat you. Indeed. And if he's treating you, op- you know, in reverse or opposite, yo, get out of there, because that ain't for you. And, and also, not to cut you off, but not only that, like, how I'm treating my girlfriend. Mm. You know? So yeah. let, let her see, you know, the way her mother's being treated by her father. Right. You know? M- much respect, you know, much love, anything she wants to, you know, I try my best to get it, provide, protect for them. You know, I just want her to, to see that as well. Yeah. Because the world is wicked. The world is wicked, man. And you know? they often say that even though it seems or appears to be that a child is not like in tune with what's going on, they're in tune when mommy and daddy are arguing. Like, they see all of that. Mm-hmm. And they start thinking and rationalizing like, oh, this is okay. When it's really not. Mm-hmm. 
you know so I think that's really really important for a child to see that and to like you know what I'm saying just kind of like figure out how to go about making sure that they do the right thing and that things are in place in, 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 in terms of uh, making sure that the girl gets everything that she needs it's interesting man and it's so interesting because you know um, I'm not going to mention their names yet because I want to I want to make sure that they, we actually get them on the podcast but the next episode of this podcast is a is a is, is an episode focusing about young women and you know there are some very extraordinary um, outstanding talented you know and very wise intelligent young ladies at the job that we work at now and I want to bring them on to actually kind of continue this conversation and talk about it and it's interesting because during the break you know you were saying how you wanted to come back for that so yes. you just come back on that and be a, be a you know be my special guest host most definitely you know, I got um, you bro <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not wise community it's not that I wouldn't want Mark to be a part of that conversation but you know I think it's just an interesting conversation to have amongst people who know each other really well and then we can kind of like unpack the layers and see who we all are within the frameworks of that conversation itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, before I let you go, brother, a couple of things. The first thing I was going to say to you is, um, I think this is the last. Qu- I'm going to leave this with this last question again. Wise community. I had a full episode planned with questions and notes for brother Larry here, and I don't know where it went. Like it just disappeared on me. And mind you, I had it literally like a week or two weeks ago, and I was getting ready to bring him onto the show. But it's all right because I think this this episode pretty much flowed all together, nonetheless. Um, how do you how do you see how do you see the narrative changing for young brothers of color moving forward? How can we go about breaking them out of the mold of being seen as the predator or the guilty one and in a way in which he's not guilty or he's not a predator and he's not a gangster and he's just a young man who's lost in his ways that's trying to make a better life for himself. How do you see us flipping that story or changing that narrative for him moving forward? Well, first I would say uh, lead by example. Mm. Um, also, I would say just just feeding that brother with knowledge and positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of them probably didn't even have that from a, a older from an older person sibling or father like figure and I just just provide that empty space of that and just fueling them fueling them with that building their confidence right. you know let them know they are great let them know they are kings yes. no matter what anybody say they are great and they are kings you know and um anything they want to do you know pursue it and give it 110 you know I would say that I'm with you with that and I agree 100% um, before we get, uh, you know, Brother Larry out of here, you know, I, you know, I know he knows about the Word to the Wise segment, so we're going to move on to Word to the Wise today. As you know, um, we usually have our guests go last for Word to the Wise, so as you know, Larry, all I need you to do is choose one word pertaining to this conversation we had today, and you're just going to expound upon it, all right? So again, the, the name of this episode is called The Boy's Redemption, so we want to make sure that the word kind of suits to the young men. Um, I'll go first. My Word to the Wise today... Larry in the wise community is, hey, I don't think I was thinking about this, <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. My word to the wise is I think I want to say, I think I want to say, listen. And the reason why I say listen is because I think it's very important. We talked about this actually off air for a bit. I think it's very important that young men listen to ladies, right? Whether it's your girlfriend, your wife, 
your mother, your sister. A lot of times, let's be honest, us as men, we don't we don't be allowing our women to talk. Hmm. You know, we just be cutting them off and just kind of be you know telling them what we think and giving them our opinions and our thoughts. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I think there's a point in time where everyone should be heard. But the reason why I say listen is because how are you possibly going to know how to treat a woman, how to treat a girl, how to treat a lady? If you don't know how to listen, and I think this is pretty applicable across the board, whether it be your sister, again, your girlfriend, you know, your wife, or, you know, just, you know, just a shorty who you, who you might be talking to or you just happen to know, whether it be at work or whatever the case may be. Just listen, because women have, I think men and women, their brains work differently. I'm not going to go too far into it because I might get in trouble on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is that I think women have a very, very... Uh, interesting and as well as engaging perspective that a lot of men don't have when it comes to navigating through a problem because of one's emotions and how to go about dealing with that you know so I would just say listen and I think that's the most political way I put it just so that I didn't get in trouble (laughs) I'm gonna leave it right there all right Um, so brother Larry what's your what's your word to the wise today for the wise community my word would be respect Mm. and since we're going on this topic, you know, with the, as far as the women, just have respect for them, you know, respect their, their opinion, you know, respect them, respect their body, you know, respect all the above when it comes to the, to the female. And just and just have respect, period, you know, in order to, if you want respect, you know, you got to give it, you know, that's what they say. And um, I just feel like, you know, I don't know, with my situation... You know, having respect for the female, you know, even what they say, you know, um, sometimes you don't want to hear it, you know, the ego get involved, you know, it's like, no, I'm the man, I know what's best and all that. And then, I don't know what's ever happened to you, but sometimes, you know, when you don't listen and they told you so, and then that thing actually happens, you, you like, and deep down, you're not going to tell her, you don't want to, but, you know, she was right. All the time, bro. You know, it's like, dang, you was right. So, um, you know, just... Just have some respect for our queens, man. You know, they're carrying our little ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they are going through a lot. Like, nine months of that is, is no joke, according to them. So, I mean, I would say just, just have respect, you know. And then, not only for the females, but for the youth, have respect for your elders. You know, you know they got a lot of knowledge. You know, they've been on this earth longer than us. You know, you, you, believe, you won't believe, you know, you're going through something... You know, you feel like no one understands it or not. You don't know what that older man or older person can tell you that will help you get through what you're going through. Yeah. So you just have that respect and that courtesy just to listen. You know, so I'm even bringing yours in. Like, respect and listen. Ah, I love you know it. what I'm saying? So you got to respect and then listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So nah, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, man, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I would keep, you know, Brother Larry around here a bit more longer for like 30 minutes to an hour or so because this conversation is flowing. But, you know, again, Brother Larry, you know, has a beautiful lady and as well as a kid. So I want to be very, very respectful of this brother's time because he's actually, believe it or not, wise community coming from work. And he literally just came straight over here just to record this podcast. Today was my day off. So, um, you know, Brother Larry came over here to record this, and I really, really appreciate him doing so. So, Larry, on the behalf of the Wise Guys and me and my co-host, Mark Pruden, again, shout out to Mark because he wasn't able to make it today. Big shout out to Mark. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait to meet you, brother. Absolutely. You're going to love him. He's a really cool cat. Thank you so much for joining the Wise Guys, and thank you for coming on to the podcast today, man. This was fun. 
Well, this was a great opportunity. Thank you for having me. Um, I got a lot of respect for you too, brother. I love what you're doing. I love the podcast. I listen to it all the time. It's it, it's really great. I hope nothing but you know best best of luck, best blessings. Um, I think the world needs to hear this. You know what I'm saying you, you're doing something very good. You know, a lot of people don't even have you know the heart to do something like this. And uh, I just appreciate what you're doing, man. Just meeting you. You know, you're one of the first guys I met out here. Show nothing but love. You know what I'm saying? I, I really appreciate you, brother. Oh, I mean, I don't even consider you a brother now. You family now, man. Oh, man. Oh, that, that, Uncle Kev. That's Uncle Kev. That's Uncle Kev now. You know what I mean? But, but thank you for having me. Yo. This, course, this is a dope experience. Absolutely. I love this podcast. You guys need really to tune in. This guy has something to say, man. He got something going, man. Absolutely. Appreciate and like, him. And like, no, for sure. And like I said, last community, you know, you know, Brother Larry and myself, we're going to be doing a lot of business together, you know, whether in regards to my business, whether in regards to mm-hmm. what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Once this COVID-19 clears up, the streets are going to be crazy with what Larry got going on. I'm better watch you, out, man. We, we're really going to make sure that he brings a name to Hartford in regards to what he's doing and that he's remembered and he has a legacy here because he left a legacy in New York. You know, it's only right to expand that legacy wherever he goes. You there know? you go. So, uh, nah, brother, we appreciate you uh, for coming on. So before I let you go, Larry, could you please... Um, plug in your social medias whether it's your own personal or your, or your company 5TC Athletics so people can know where to find you online as well as your brand you know what I'm saying oh yeah um, on Instagram uh, I gotta redo my clothing line for the Instagram but it's it's up but it's uh, 5TC underscore clothing and um, my other program that I have on there is the 5TC underscore athletics okay. uh, that's where you can see everything that I've been doing for the last five years um also I have my website. Give me one second. No worries, no worries. Why well, me? You know what? you know, he's taking the time, he's pulling he's popping it up. Yeah, popping, popping it up. up. That I I'm okay. still working on it, so you know, I just got it up and running. Right. But it's uh it's five T C athletics dot square dot site. Again it's five T C athletics dot square dot site. You can also Hit me up on my email, 5tcathletics26 at gmail.com and 5tcathleticsenterprises at gmail.com. Beautiful, beautiful. And with all of those contacts in which they can plug you in, you also design, right? So that way you could design, you know, someone's oh, jerseys for a yes. league and things of that nature. How can plug I forget? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Ahead, um, <laughs> any any leagues, any program, or anything that you want to do, you know, I'm here to help out your business. You know what I'm saying? Um... I bring it to life. Anything you put on paper, I could bring it to life. You know, as far as clothing or anything that you want to do. Um, I, like you said, I, I make clothing. I do logos, everything, apparel, anything you want for your business. You could contact me. I, I could beat the other person's price. I'm telling you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, as you all know, in the wise community, this season, season two, is all about breaking cycles. We want to break generational curses. We want to break every you know cycle that we've had in our lives that has led to nothing but bad things. And we want to continue to grow and as well as expand ourselves on this podcast. All right. So, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is your boy Kevin Glad, and we are joined by our very special guest, Larry Bowers. And you are tuning into the Wise Guys Podcast, all right? Next week's episode, all right? Episode 33, A Case for Young Women. We hope to bring some lovely young ladies from our show, you know, onto the show. And if anything, we'd love to have LB back for another episode as my special guest co-host. You down with that, Larry? I'm down, brother. Let's get it going. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so you know what, guys? Larry be back for another episode. You'll see him one more time, all right? So, again, we are the Wise Guys Podcast, and we'll see you all next week. And if Mark was here, you already know what he'd say. 
stay wise.